Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. Developments in technology continue to march on at a dizzying pace. Just in the past few days, for example, we've heard that clinical trials of genetic editing on human beings to try to treat cancer and several other diseases are beginning at the University of Pennsylvania and a few other select sites. A company has demonstrated that a robot can, of all things, shoot a basketball accurately right into the basket. No small feat, as you know, if you've ever tried it yourself. And at least one state legislature is considering a bill that would require organizations that use machine learning algorithms to make decisions that affect people's lives. Decisions like who gets mortgages and who doesn't, or who gets bail and at what amount, or whose resume gets read for a job opening, have to be able to explain how those decisions are made. Organizations using this type of artificial intelligence under the proposed laws would have to be able to explain how that AI process works and how the machine arrived at a particular decision. This is not a very popular bill among big companies or even among police departments or court systems, all of which use this technology because no one really knows how machines do make those decisions. We'll get to all of these items and more in future programs. However, several listeners responded to our recent program on taking a big picture look at the web and thought it was useful. So today, let's take another big picture look. In fact, an even bigger big picture look at some of the very real possibilities that a confluence of our technologies have created and what that big picture may mean for us as human beings. Nineteen years ago this month, in April of 2000, Wired Magazine published an article by a fellow named Bill Joy that generated more mail and email to Wired in a few days than it had ever received about an article before, and maybe since. The article was entitled, quote, Why the Future Doesn't Need Us, end quote a title which the author has sometimes said he did not choose. First of all, as with any piece of information, especially if accessed on the web, it's a good idea to consider the source and decide if we think that the source knows whereof it speaks. In this case, the source is Bill Joy. And one of the reasons that the article created such an uproar is because Bill Joy is not some tinfoil hat-wearing technological chicken little. Rather, Bill Joy is one of the people who developed BSD Unix, which, in one or another of its descendant forms, essentially is the system that much of the web operates on to this day, not to mention it's the basis of the Apple Macintosh operating system. Bill Joy later became Chief Technology Officer of Sun Microsystems where he developed Java, and the odds are pretty high that program is running on your computer right now. Here are some of the things Bill Joy said in that article 19 years ago. Quote, From the moment I became involved in the creation of new technologies, their ethical dimensions have concerned me. But it was only in the autumn of 1998 that I became anxiously aware of how great are the dangers facing us in the 21st century. Accustomed to living with almost routine scientific breakthroughs, we have yet to come to terms with the fact that the most compelling 21st century technologies, 
robotics, genetic engineering, and nanotechnology pose a different threat than the technologies that have come before. Specifically, robots, engineered organisms, and nanobots share a dangerous amplifying factor. They can self-replicate. A bomb is blown up only once, but one bot can become many and quickly get out of control. Much of my work over the past 25 years has been on computer networking, where the sending and receiving of messages creates the opportunity for out-of-control replication. But while replication in a computer or a computer network can be a nuisance, at worst it disables a machine or takes down a network or network service. Uncontrolled self-replication in these newer technologies runs a much greater risk, a risk of substantial damage in the physical world. Each of these technologies also offers untold promise. Together, they could significantly extend our average lifespan and improve the quality of our lives. Yet with each of these technologies, a sequence of small, individually sensible advances leads to an accumulation of great power and, concomitantly, great danger." End quote. The link to the whole article, which even today is well worth reading, will be on the webpage for today's program at www.weru.org. A listener once asked if the electronic cottage is, quote, trying to scare us to death, end quote. We much prefer to think that we're trying to scare us to life, because, like the frog in the pot of water that gets put over a flame on a stove, Advances in technology come, as Bill Joy points out, bit by bit, raising the technological temperature over time. Just as the frog may find the warming water comfortable for a while, once the water starts to boil, it's way too late to jump out of the pot. Nineteen years after Bill Joy's article, someone else has commented on the convergence of these technologies and the challenges that they pose for us humans. Pope Francis recently observed that, quote, another area calling for study is that of the new technologies described as emergent or convergent. These include information and communication technologies, biotechnologies, nanotechnologies, and robotics, end quote. Whether Pope Francis ever read Bill Joy's article from April of 2000, we don't know but the confluence of concern from a major technological expert and a major spiritual leader certainly deserves more than a passing notice. And we'll try to look more closely at what both of them are concerned about and why, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. Mm-hmm.